Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hey, everybody. This is the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and today we have legendary 20th century American singer-songwriter Tom Petty and one of the first celebrity chefs to have ever existed, television and cookbook icon Julia Child. Fascinating talk, hilarious episode. Uh, Quick announcements before we get to the episode. Don't forget, guys, you have one month to see Junior Varsity, my improv team, at the Magnet Theater. And after that, we cease to exist. So you got to come. Our last show is uh, January 31st, 2019. Uh, but we are at the Magnet every Thursday at 7 p.m. until that date. So hopefully we will see you at one of these, one of our final shows. Otherwise, we will miss you. Um, of course, you can always check out the latest episodes of Famous Dead People every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. Rate and review the podcast. Tell all your friends. And you can always go to jaredberenstein.com for the latest updates on upcoming projects and show dates. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Julia Child and Tom Petty only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous dead people, people you know. Famous dead people, famous dead people. Stories stuck in the head. You're gonna hear vocal from even though all these people are dead. My guests today on Famous Dead People are American singer-songwriter, lead singer of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Tom Petty. Hey. And early 20th century chef, author, and television personality, famous for bringing French cuisine to America, Julia Child. Bonjour. Uh, Ms. Child, Mr. Petty, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Oh, man. Thanks for having me, man. My pleasure. Uh, so let's start off with uh, Tom Petty, if we may. So you are one cool. of the best-selling musical artists of all time. That's uh, right. But I'd like to start by asking you about your early life and discovering your love of music. So I read sure. on the Wikipedia you had a very unique experience that introduced mm-hmm. you to the world of music. You were 10 years old, and you met Elvis Presley. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I did, man. All right, yeah. so according to the Wikipedia, your uncle is working on the set of one of Elvis's movie, a movie called Follow That Dream, which is very appropriate. Yeah. And you went to the set to watch some of the- movie was called Follow That Dream. Follow That Dream. And then I wrote a sequel to- To that movie. To that movie called Running Down the Dream. Oh, and that's where that song came from. So it was that's based on song. my love of the old, um, of the old Elvis, of the old Elvis uh, Preston movie. How yeah. old were you when you wrote that song? I was, uh, I was about uh, six. Wow, you yeah. were six. I was six years old. It, well, you, you said the Wikipedia said that you had this encounter with Elvis when you were ten. So you oh, sort of like is the first time Wikipedia was wrong. <laughs> Oh so man! So, how old were you when you actually met Elvis on the set? Then, so you were you were six, you were five. I was six. Well, the movie may have come out when I was ten years old, but mm. uh, I met him when I was six years old. See, this is why all that bullshit on Wikipedia—you can never trust it because they're not cross, they're not correlating facts. Yes, they're not correlating facts. Anybody can edit that thing. They you know? call themselves the charities, but all charities are bullshit. I gotta also. There's probably some jerk who was on there and was like, "It said six. You know what? I'm just gonna be an asshole and change it to ten for no reason." You know. Yeah, like, uh, what's that one uh, comedian who changed Ron Silver's Wikipedia page? I think it was Nick Kroll. He changed it, uh, Ron Silver's Wikipedia page, so that every time it said the name Ron Silver, it also said actor, uh, actor, activist. Actor, activist, Ron (laughs) Ron Silver. Silver. And so every time you saw his name on the Wikipedia page, it always said actor, activist, Ron Silver. I love it. Was born, and yeah. That's savvy. Like, Like I said, but that's just, you know. Anybody can edit those things. I love uh, Nick Kroll. Big Kroll head. Are you a Kroll head? <laughs> Big oh, yeah. Kroll head. That oh, was man. hilarious. He, he is uh, super duper funny. Great with characters. But big mouth. Uh, either, yeah, big mouth. Yeah, Everybody big go mouth. Watch it. It's great. Uh, so yeah, so you're six years old. Sorry, I just want to want to clarify. Six years old, you go to this movie, follow that dream, and you're saying that running down the dream is 
the sort of unofficial sequel to the movie Follow That Dream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wrote it, I wrote it with the intention of of having the, you know that you know that riff and the song mm-hmm. down the ramp song. Tasty actually, lick. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, Julia, you're a cool lady. You're a cool lady. And I, and I dig it. I dig it. So mm-hmm. I, I originally wanted that that riff that down on down on down on. I wanted that to be Elvis going. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and have him do that. You know, I'm thinking of that song in my brain. That would be so much better. Yeah, if, instead th- of having a guitar, you had Elvis going. Yeah, and then he sings a song. Well, I won't say. We'll stop a it's so much better. It's so much better than the original, yeah. right, Julia? Yes. Oh my gosh! Just that... such a big improvement. I wish you could play Elvis as an instrument. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Oh. Just to plug the like Elvis. A yeah, Julia, that's a fascinating idea. Playing Elvis. You like push out his belly instrument. and like and the Squeeze singing comes his out. Abdomen. You know? Squeeze his abdomen. Tickle him. Ah, oh, that would have been that would have been incredible. If only he hadn't died so young, he'd wait for technology to catch up. Where would he sit you in know? the orchestra? What section would he be in? Like in your in your mind, where do you see <laughs> I him? Think he'd be a woodwind. Is he a horn? Is he a woodwind? woodwind. No, I want to put him next to the guy. <laughs> I want to put him next to the guy with the giant drums, and he's sort of the like timpani? stretched out, like on a xylophone table, <laughs> you know, and he's sort of like play him almost and like it's just a, a bunch of masseuse hands. Yeah, exactly. Just... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, anyways, we're so good. That is uh that is a job for future generations to uh play Elvis like a like a fiddle. So yeah, so um just very quickly, what was the plot of Follow That Dream and then what's the story then in Running Down the Dream that picks up where that movie uh left off? Follow That Dream is all about uh, a young handsome custodian. Okay. He comes mm. to he comes to a hotel where there's a bunch of uh where there's a bunch of people. Uh, and they have a lot of money, mm-hmm. so uh, so uh, you know uh, the custodian, the handsome custodian played by Elvis Presley. Yes, um, he is hanging out, smoking and drinking and carousing at night. And then the daughter of one of those rich families, ooh, they, falls in love. They she falls in love with wow. him, and then he teaches her how to dance. And it's kind of dirty, a dirty okay. dance. Okay, yeah, he teaches her mm. how to do a so, dirty dance. Yeah, and then at the very okay. end, there's a big, there's a big social dance, and then they have to do like one big dance move. Ooh, to really show off everybody. They do dirty dance. They do dirty at dancing. The fancy dance at the fancy and dance. And it's modern dancing, right? Yeah. modern dancing. Yeah, Sounds modern great. dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, in run- so the sequel, Running Down the Dream, yeah. it was set in Havana. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and I thought it. I thought. <laughs> Oh, so it doesn't it doesn't have like the original characters? It's like a different it's like an analogous universe. Analogous kind of universe. Wow. Analogous universe that uh I thought would start, you know, uh, you know, a a, a a young woman who has who has come to Havana with her family and mm-hmm. then she learns how to dance from this young Cuban gentleman. Wow. Preferably mm. preferably played by Diego Luna. That sounds incredible. <laughs> and so yeah. you're just saying, like if we were to p- pull up the lyrics to running down the dream. It would just it would be match the story. Up perfectly. It would, it would be the story of a young of, girl who goes to Havana. Of follow that dream, mm-hmm. but transplanted over to to Havana. To Havana. That sounds incredible. And there's stage yeah. directions in the lyrics, isn't there? <laughs> yes, Zoom yes, there in. Are. Yeah. Zoom in. Fade out. Fade out. Mm. Zoom in on. Oh yes. Havana. It's a nightclub. I'm embarrassed to say I do. It I, comes Diego Luna. <laughs> and the or, casting is also in. You know, or Diego Luna yeah. type. Yes, that sounds incredible. And I also wanted to know because Wikipedia doesn't say like you met Elvis then on that day on that set. Yeah, Uh, what was that interaction like? Like it doesn't say like what you guys talked about or how you how you engineered the meeting. Like how did that happen? It was really cool. He was sitting there playing a Rickenbacker guitar, Mm -hmm. and he said, "Hey, kid." You ever seen one of these things before? And I was like, Yeah, it's a guitar. I've seen a guitar. I know what a guitar is. <laughs> You're pretty sassy for a for a six year old time. How tall were you at the time? Were you sitting on a crate near him, or were you? I was about, standing, looking up. I was about five eight, so I was my full adult height. I mm. never grew past that. Strange. Yeah, and I was <laughs> six I was years old, five eight. Tall kid. Well, they bred him different. It was a different time. They bred him mm, different. They, they, they bro- different time. Your bodies grew differently back then. <laughs> no one understands that. There was actually... Julia, you remember, like, because you were probably, because you were a tall woman. I was born eight feet tall, and then I shrunk <laughs> oh, then you to shrunk six, down. two. Thank yeah. God you shrank down a little bit. That must have been difficult, being that height for, for, for such a it. young age. I miss it. I miss it every day. You miss the height. You miss yes. the extra feet that you had. 
That's you incredible. Miss, you miss it? Don't aren't doorways better now? Doorways have to be so much easier for you. My spine was particularly strong because I had to bend down to go into doorways, and now mm. I feel like my spine is weak. And a uh, weak spine is a, a weak woman. It's a lazy spine because you don't have to dip down anymore. That makes so perfect sense. So I still sense to me. bend down to go through doorways just to feel the strength. In even it. though mm. you, even though you fit comfortably underneath them. Because what is comfort? Weakness. Weakness. Do you still right. do you still duck down the same amount that you did when you were eight feet tall? Absolutely. So you... <laughs> yeah. I bend over half, like in half. Like a mm, you, oh, wow. you limbo, you limbo underneath, underneath easily clearable doorways. Mm-hmm. I've been banned from all carnival cl- cruises because I win every limbo tournament. Oh, that's oh, interesting. Wow. I was wondering. You know, I went on a carnival cruise once and I saw signs that were like, "Please report Julia Child if you see her." That makes a lot more sense now, knowing that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that's incredible. You were so small. You both of you so big at such young ages. Must have been something yeah. in the water, I guess. So right yeah. So, anyways, uh, uranium. <laughs> must have been uranium in the water. It was a different time. Man. It's a different it was time. A different back time. Then. Yeah. You would just find elements in your in your. <laughs> you would just find elements. Elements in your in your water, or just Absolutely. around. Yeah. Just around. It'd just be uh, just be boronium, bor- 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 boromir. Bless you. Boromir. Boromir. Yeah. Unobtainium. Unobtainium. Boromir. All the great elements. You know, I remember getting into a fight with somebody about the movie Avatar because mm-hmm. they were talking about how unobtainium was stupid. And I said, the movie was stupid, but that was the one real part. That's <laughs> the one that? real detail. It's a real element. It's a real. Well, it's 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 not a it's not a real element, but it, there's a real term called unobtainium, which is for a magical cure-all thing that scientists believe that we will find someday, mm. and the scientific name, that it, or the name that is used within the scientific community is unobtainium. Mm. And so they borrowed that for some dumb fucking reason. For I don't want to. I don't want to correct you, but there also is an actual unobtainium. There's an actual There's unobtainium. An unobtainium. Yeah. Shit. Tom it Petty's just, wrong. It just it's a great. It's Tom, your nose source. is bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to be we'll very give, upset. No. We'll give we'll give you a minute to recover. No, from no, that. no, no. What is there? There's blood on my shoe. Someone needs a little unobtainium, if you know what I'm I mean. Sorry, I'm sorry, Julia. I'm I sorry. positively do not. Let's uh, let's move over to Julia Child for just a moment. So uh, you were a celebrity chef, Julia Child. Before, I still am. Before there were celebrity chefs, of course, of course. Uh, your 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 wonder has not diminished at all over time. Thank you. Uh, but you were not. I just learned this reading your Wikipedia. You were not the first television chef. I thought that one of the reasons why you hit so hard was because you were the innovator, but there were a few other people that didn't manage to take off like you did, but there were some other people before you. Do you remember any of these other television cooks that tried to do uh, what eventually you made your hallmark, the, having these these popular cooking shows? Absolutely. And tell, tell us about some of them. There was a young man named Jed Dujemson. Jed Dujemson. 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 Thank you. Okay. And he, he, he only made breakfast foods. It's the only thing he made. And... For some reason, people <laughs> people loved people, it. People I rem- thought it was fantastic. I remember this show. I remember this show. It would turn on, and he would say, "Well, we're making eggs again today." <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> scrambled sous vide, everything. But I kept on saying, "Perhaps there's another meal we can cater to besides breakfast." And the 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 higher ups, you know, the the scene. They said no. To mm, so you there's were no ar- room. For that. You were already on the scene. You were in the room with the network executives yes. while Jim. I was his personal assistant. You were Jim's personal assistant. Oh, wow. I didn't see this. Any this? That's how you got your start into the televised cooking. It's game? not how I got my start, but it's where I was. In- oh, okay. This is where you were. At <laughs> it's, the time. it's not where I got my start, but it's okay. where I was. Okay. Gotcha. 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 I don't want to. Don't want to offend you. I don't climb the ladder. No. No. Of course not. So you. This- I am the ladder. I'm tall. I'm successful. Mm-hmm. I'm strong. You can, you can climb Julia Child to get to higher places. You could, but. You have to ask. But you have to ask, of course. Consent is very important. Uh, so, yeah, so your your personal assistant to this guy, Jim, I forget what his last name Jujimson. was. Jim Jim Jimson. And uh, he's doing a cooking show, and you're saying something else, some other meals, and Jim is like, what? He's like... There's no future past noon. That's they kept saying, there's no future in eating past noon. There's no future in eating past noon. Wow. Yeah, that sounds real hard. He was, um, he was one of those people who um, did sporadic um, fasting. Sporadic fasting? He was um, or intermittent fasting. Intermittent what, fasting. Okay, yeah, so he just wouldn't eat after breakfast. Where I oh. eat every second of the day. As you can see uh, before me, I have um, beef bourguignon. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it I've smells been... delicious. Thank you. Not, not to correct you, it's boeuf. <laughs> Beef bourguignon. Oh, well, this is wow. the thing, Tom Petty, is that uh, Julia Child, if you don't mind me saying, one of the things that made her incredible was that she made French cuisine accessible to Americans. That's the, one of the reasons why she was so popular. And so not everyone's saying, mouth can access the sound. What was it you did? Boof. Boof. Yeah, not everybody can do Be- that. See, I'm going to try. Beef. Yeah, she just can't help but make it American. Beef. But make it accessible, if you will, digestible Beef. for an American. Oh, no, now my nose is bleeding. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. No, 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 no. Here, here, here. Oh, it's gotten Take in my the beef bargain, Take my handkerchief. No, it's Matt, covered in no blood. one sees but you in the kitchen. It has. It gives it a nice penny sort of taste, Wait, which uh, everybody Alec. loves. Mm. Wait, where's, where's Julia? Where, where are you from? The California. You're the, from California. The California. Not the California. The California. Wait, but, no, California. But where is the California? The top part of the California. Just the, like I refer to the country, I refer to the states as meats. You know, they say the ba- the bottom part of the chuck. So mm-hmm. I'm the top, the top round California. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Was there a reason why you were asking Tom Petty? Or? It's tender. Well, you just the, wanted to say. The voice, the voice is so... The voice is so... Interesting. Uh, it's, it's, it's so... Regional it's, it's, dialect. It's such a hard swing. Yes. That <laughs> it's, it's never always felt like... I, I'm not talking about the way that... The way the way that everybody in the room is speaking, I'm just saying the way that we all understand Julia, Julia Child, Child to speak voice, yes. is that is that it always I always just thought, well, I don't think she's from here. I thought <laughs> she was British until I read your Wikipedia, Miss mm, uh, Child. Mm, because, common misconception. Yes, because it is. I would say the most Britishy voice of all time. The most Julia Child British voice. American voice you could have. Yes, is the Julia Child's voice. If you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my Bonjour. guest today, our 20th century French, uh, sorry, 20th century chef, author, and television personality, Julia Child. Please, if you wouldn't mind. And American singer-songwriter, Tom Petty. Bonjour. Ooh, where are you from, Tom Petty? The California. No, that's not true. Uh, are you mocking me? No, 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 no. Ju- Julia, Julia, I, I am a huge fan. I am a huge, Everybody. huge, Tell me huge, your huge favorite fan. dish of mine. Ooh, Tom Petty, do you have a favorite Julia Child dish? Well, well, Name the top three ingredients. What? The top three ingredients? That's Name the unnecess- favorite dish. That's uh, unnecessary. If you just want to say what your favorite Julia Child dish I is. I make the rules. <laughs> Julia Child, make the rules. Your nose is bleeding again. Oh, my God. It just doesn't stop. It's like, it was boeuf bourguignon, but now I don't know. And now you don't know. Well, we're going to have to go through the whole, you know, there's that girl, she did the blog where she cooked like uh, three. Don't I do, do want to get into Julie and Julia. I do want to get into Julie and Julia. I do want to get into Definitely. That. And we know that you and your estate had very negative things to say about that woman and her blog. But we'll, we'll get to that in due time. Uh, first, before before we move on to uh, Tom Petty, whatever happened to Jim? Like you then get your show, Julia. And you become like the smash success doing doing meals from every time of day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. I have to assume brunch is in there somewhere as well. Um, you know, what happens to Jim? What happened to his show? Well, I remember that day very clearly. Ooh. I was prepping the eggs for the, the, the recording and he asked me to boil them, but in mayonnaise. Boil them not, in mayonnaise? Not Whoa. in water. Mm. Mm, no. And that, uh, for those of us who aren't chefs, that is not a thing that you physically can do, right? To boil something in mayonnaise? I just wanted to... If you haven't done it, you're not trying hard enough. Okay, I see. So it's possible, but... Uh, so you're going you're gonna to boil these eggs in mayonnaise, and then what happens? Well, what does Jim say? Simply Wait, whip so that, the mayonnaise so that the wrong... really hard okay. until it liquefies, until it breaks down. I understand, I understand. But I'm just really, I'm curious what happened to Jim. So I don't want to get Again. stuck up on these details about the eggs and boiling them in mayonnaise. So I was boiling the eggs in mayonnaise. It feels like they're connected. So I, 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 I'm in the story. I'm in the story. I was boiling yeah, the eggs in mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. And Jim came up behind me and he said, Today's your last day on the show. Oh my God. And I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I just went to his room, went to his office, went into his pocket. He would wear these sweater vests. And I took out his wallet. And I left his ID, but I took everything else, and I went to France. <laughs> <laughs> and you went. Wow, so you identity fraud. You went. That's to how you dealt with. No, I left his ID. Oh, you left his ID. Okay. I left. I That's would never. Fault. I would never. You just stole a bunch of stuff from him, and then went to France, like for the weekend or something. For good. For good, just to just to give for the rest of your life. Wow. Well, 
I mean, I'm here now. Yeah, but... that's a that's an incredible detail. That's nowhere in your Wikipedia. I mean, this feels like something that was done. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, sort of after you had already been doing, um, you know, some uh, recipe books and things like that. Like, you were already in the food world at this point, or or is this earlier? Is it before then? That you had this interaction with Jim. I was 13 years old. Oh, you were 13 years old? Yes. Interesting. And then you go to France. Wow. That and is... I hadn't shrunk yet. You had not shrunk yet. So I was still eight feet tall. It did seem like you were a full-grown person. And you could go wherever you want when you're that tall. It doesn't matter how babyish your face Any looks. ride I wanted, I could go on you any. You could go on any ride. I have to imagine that's not true. Because there is a height limit in addition to there being a height requirement. But you, know, they, you don't see those. You, you don't, don't see, see those. them as you much. You don't. It's it's there's, not, there's not like... Don't get me wrong. I've been injured. <laughs> but they let me on. But they do let you, yeah. You know, they, they have that you must be this high to ride. There's mm-hmm. no like you must be this low... To uh, go. To, ro- to go. That would yeah. be nice. That would be good. This I low like to go. What this a lyricist. Go. You got to be this low to go. Write uh, a song right now. <laughs> we'll you get, must we'll get be there. this low. It's low to go. Your nose uh, is bleeding. That is bleeding. Uh, no, 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 I have to apologize, no, guys. No blood. The air in the studio is is really like dry and ar- ar- acrid. It's thick with iron. Some reason. Thick with iron. I don't know why everyone's nose is bleeding so hard. Uh, let's go back over to uh, Tom Petty for just a moment. It's got iron uh, in my blood. So you're first. Everybody does, Tom Petty. That's not a. <laughs> that's not a cool There's elements unique. everywhere. There's elements everywhere. It's it was a unique. different time. It was a different that's time. That's why Watts, um, Sherlock Holmes always said, "Elementary, my dear Watson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> elements. That's, elements yeah. are around. I'm not British. <laughs> I just am a fan. Of course. Uh, so your first band, Tom Petty, was called the Epics, which I have to say, that's a cool name for a band. The Epics. I like it a lot. Yeah, I just uh, felt like I had a better one. Uh, you think you had a better one in the chamber? Yeah. Well, let's. Well, we'll, we'll get to that right now, actually. So the band, the Epics, eventually evolved into a different band mm-hmm. uh, called Mud Crutch. Yeah. That I have to be <laughs> honest, I think is a terrible name for a band. I love it. You love Mud Crutch, <laughs> Julia Child. Okay. Julia and I. Julia and I. A lot of people don't know this, but Julia. They don't. They, a lot. A lot of them don't, and and they and and they won't know it unless they listen to this show. But Julia would oh, Should come... we tell them? Should we? I, I feel like, <laughs> why okay. not? Why not? Yeah, no, why not? No, 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 is it okay if, is it okay if I yeah. share this? Yeah, it's fine. started. We can't stop now. Tom, just... tell, tell Tom Dish. Okay, so a lot Spill of people... Spill the tea. Okay, a lot, a lot of people don't know that Julia Child would sometimes come on the road with the band... With Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? With Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and sometimes when I was with the Traveling Wilburys, or sometimes oh when God. I was just performing shows by myself. Wow. I had yeah. no idea that you guys were so close. Or like when I would do stuff with Stevie Nicks, and like Julia would be around. You know, we had a nickname for her, which is Wild Child. Wild Child. Wild Child. Wow. Yeah. It's incredible. And she would be over there like making beef bourguignon. Am I saying it right? <laughs> beef! Well, oh, wait. Is it the volume that I'm getting wrong, or is it, or is yes. it the pronunciation? Okay. Yeah, beef bourguignon, beef bourguignon, mm-hmm. and but but she'd be putting like all sorts of stuff, like barbiturates and uh, Ooh, all yeah. sorts of fun things in your in your beef bourguignon. All sorts of things that I, I had a hard time getting rid of, and yeah, they, you, you and I, you and I have a long conversation to have. Maybe may, maybe here is the place to have it. <laughs> but you and I have should a, we? My, my my devotion to barbiturates and and other and other opiates. It started with Julia. It started with Julia Child dosing her beef bourguignon when she was hanging out with you guys on tour. Well, uh, let me correct you. I'm sorry. I don't mean to correct you. It's beef bourguignon. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm never going to get that pronunciation correct. Um, it takes years. But let's talk about Mud Crutch. Happy to. Why? Like, just where did the name come from? Where? Wait, uh, what was your thinking behind naming the band Mud Crutch? Mud Crutch? Yeah. Well, we had a band called The Epics, and we felt like it was a little over-broadcasting, underperforming. Oh, right. But if you go and see a band called Mud Crutch... Anything is better. Anything is better than what you think it's going to be. If you if you go see Mud Crutch, if, the, if, if Mud Crutch... If they even know how to play their instruments, you're like, hey, Mud Crutch. If they're facing the right way. <laughs> Damn. Standing ovation. Are they in tune? Yeah. Do, do they have electricity for any of their electric instruments? Wow, well, we're off That's to a, a band. great start. That's they have band. that. That's a band. When I asked Mud you crutch. your goals for the band, you said set the bar low. Set the bar low. Yeah, set it low. Set it low. So that band was me. It was G. Gordon Liddy. 
It was G. Gordon Liddy. Mm-hmm. G. Gordon Liddy, um, the Nixon administration. The Nixon administration guy. Yep. All right. He was cool. Before cat. he moved on to politics, of course. Uh, before and during. Oh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, we we, we yeah Tom right. Petty hung out with Nixon. A he little just kind of swung through Gainesville, Florida, and joined the band Mud Crutch for a little while. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Wow. Look at G. Gordon Liddy. You don't think he's in a band called Mud Crutch? I really did. I mean, looking at him, I, I if you showed me a picture of G. Gordon Liddy, I'd be like, that guy worked for Nixon, even if I didn't know if no knowledge of that history there. Yeah, we we <laughs> had him. We had uh we had him. We had uh, Spiro Agnew. Mm hmm. We had uh, Halderman. You had uh, Monogam Bagan. Uh, yeah. You have um, um, obviously, obviously, you know what's his name? Uh, the the bleh, Mr. President, that guy. What's his name? oh? Uh, we had Henry Kissinger. Had Kissinger. Yeah, we had Henry Kissinger. Wow. And uh, two guys that we kicked out: Bob Woodward <laughs> and Carl, Carl Bernstein. Bernstein. Why were they upset that they were getting kicked out? They weren't happy. And I hear there was a falling out between all of those guys. Wow. Man, I can't can believe to, it. I can't. I mean, I haven't uh, dug too deep into uh, into that. I gotta have. I gotta well, history have... is a pop up book. They really. <laughs> that is that is the famous expression. History is a pop up book. Yeah, you haven't uh, heard that. I have not heard. Let's move over to uh, Julia Child for just a moment. Uh, so I read. So look, this information about your early internship with um uh with this uh food. Uh, this, this television chef is brand new news to me. I read that you developed your love of food uh, later in life and that you originally were a copywriter. And then you joined the Office of Strategic Services during World War II. And you worked as a typist and a researcher uh, while you were there. Partially correct. Partially correct. Okay. Partially. Well, I read that you want when you, you didn't want to join the uh, the Office of Strategic Services. You wanted to join the Women's Army Corps, but because you were six foot two, I'm assuming you'd gotten rid of the feet by this and point Trump in your life. By then, which was when they said you're too tall, I was like, you have no idea. <laughs> you know what be, I've done? It used to be Shrinking so much painful. worse. Is it really? Oh, dreadfully. Mm. I mean, we didn't have to go into the whole process. So oh, no, how I'll you start with, I'll, do, I'll tell you. But exactly. just maybe like uh, some cliff notes on, on how you made it. So what happens is your bones, your bones start to crack. And then the parts in the middle that you don't need just fall out of your pores. <laughs> oh, my God. And <laughs> they grind up. And just fall out. Grind up. They become they become a small powder. And then they just no, shoot out of your pores. No, right out this is of the pores. Giant pieces of bone. Giant pores. And dating Giant was pores. so hard. Because <laughs> of how big your pores were. And bones sticking out. If I can try really hard still, I can try you... to lodge a, a... Just push a piece out. Let me try. Piece your bone there? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. oh your nose is bleeding. Julia Child. Your nose is bleeding. And Tom a one Petty. in, a two in. A, okay, it's, it's out. Tom Petty, the nose bleeding is the least important part that we need to mention of the bone that just erupted out of Julia Child's face. I just have a blood thing. I have a hard time with blood. Wow, now you're only 5'11", Julia Child. That's amazing. Almost like a real woman now. (laughs) Very close. (laughs) You just shed bone. You know, they put a a height restriction on women. That's why I couldn't join. The the Women's Army Corps. You must be this low to go to to war. To war. But is are you, are you you may be saying this in jest? That was a sign. That was, was a, sign. a true sign printed by the government. Mm-hmm. Uncle Sam, everywhere. You must be this Uncle low Sam? to go mm-hmm. to war. Wow, I had no idea that was such a problem. Um, so I read that part of the reason why it took you so long to develop your love of food is that your family didn't really value food. Like they weren't like fancy food people. They didn't people. eat. They didn't eat at, at all. all. Really, I would suspect that a woman of your stature would at least have quantity of food if not quality of food around is that not the case Neither. just to survive just to survive you yeah. survive you didn't I, eat anything i had to hide my love of eating and nourishing my body and i would go out forging have you heard of um freegans freegans the people that go out and they dumpster dive and they and they forge i studied that forest. long ago wow another trailblazing in ways that we didn't even know julia childs was wow. my parents had a fear of defecation so they didn't want to eat because, because they knew the inevitable result. Otherwise, they would poop. So they stopped eating altogether. I don't say that word. Oh, the I one apologize. that you just said. I apologize. It's so weird that we think you're Scatological. When you, when in addition to the voice, you also have these really hoity-toity words that you insist on using. It is it is a miracle that you're American. You find the word scatological hoity-toity? Yeah, it's very hoity-toity. Yeah. 
Why not you do, yeah, you, you dropped a couple of it's uh, very nickel words. I yeah. feel ganged up on. No, no, oh, no, no I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. I should go. We actually, we, let we, me bend down through the doorway. <laughs> no, 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 Julie, Ooh. listen, Julie, Julie, we, you're, we, you're by far the tallest person in the room. Yeah, by yeah. far. <laughs> I don't know. Was I supposed to keep her here? I don't understand. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, that I, wasn't I, I, I didn't. question. <laughs> Well, I, I guess short pe- short people can be very can be very threatening. That's true. Yeah, Have I'm sure. I'm five, I'm five six. You're what five four five three. I'm five eight. Tom Petty. Jesus Christ. I'm a little insulted. We got to go to break. I'm gonna get some tissues for all the uh, the bloody noses, and we will be right back with Tom Petty and Julia Child and famous dead people. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts, rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends, all that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us, whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBaronson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are early 20th century chef, author, and television personality, famous for bringing French cuisine to America, Julia Child. Bon appétit! And American singer-songwriter and lead singer of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Tom Petty. Free! Ah, that is... Free falling! Like an angel (laughs) singing down to us from heaven. Uh, so I got go. full moon fever, baby. So let's go back to. Oh no, uh, is it contagious? I don't mm. think so. Uh, so let's go back to uh, Tom Petty for a moment. So you formed the Heartbreakers in 1976. Uh, the band is slowly beginning to build its global fan base, and in 1981, you're about to release your fourth album, which will be your first top ten platinum album. Uh, and you're going to call it, um, I actually didn't write down the name of the title. I Damn the Torpedoes. Damn the Torpedoes. I don't think that's factual, actually. I think that was the third album. But neither here nor there. The studio wants to raise the price hmm? of selling your album from eight ninety eight to nine ninety eight, And you had a big problem with this. Is that right, Tom Petty? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You were not. You know the other two albums? Uh, the the two albums before the other two albums that were because because that's 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 called a premium album fee. Yes, the additional dollar. That's yeah, the two other album albums fee. were the two other albums. The Xanadu, were soundtrack. Xanadu soundtrack. I remember that. Yeah, and then the other one, the other album was, uh, what's what's <laughs> uh was Julia Child's spoken word album where mm. where she would read aloud where she would read aloud uh different. Uh, pronunciations of the word beef. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually had a, the Wikipedia as a different as a different second Should album. Should we play a little bit of that? Oh, you want to hear? Didn't you, you you brought it with you? That's yeah, wonderful. I've got I've got a turntable right over here. You ready? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. And... So this is just just to clarify again. This is the second album that the studio wanted to release for a dollar more. Yeah. And it is Julia Child's spoken word album doing different pronunciations of the word beef. Yeah, yeah. Should we do side one or side two? <laughs> More of a side two kind of girl. yeah. Let's right do now. the deep cuts. All right, flipping the disc. All right, that's and... good radio. Beef, beef, beef. Ooh, beef. That one's that one's that was sexy. And I really appreciate you. I'm blushing. Ooh. <laughs> and the color of the beef bourguignon, oh. which is red, fills with both of mine and Tom's blood. <laughs> well, the red, redder now, and redder still with every passing moment. Redder still, beautifully said. Thank you. Mm. Uh, blood is everywhere. Uh, so yeah, that's a that's incredible. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Tom Petty, you didn't want to have your album be 
a dollar more. Than yeah, the album, album was called "Damn the Torpedoes" or or or, or something or, else, or, or "Hard Promises," or "Shake It Loose." It was or, definitely "Hard Promises." Or "Tell It, Don't Talk It." Looking or something, it up, looking at it on some Wikipedia right like now. That. It's called some "Hard Promises." Like yep. I don't remember, but uh, yeah. Uh, and so I, I thought about calling it a different name. You were gonna name it eight ninety eight. Oh, that's at least according to Wikipedia, you're gonna name it eight ninety eight because as a, like a protest to the fact that they wanted it to change the price, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I was actually for it. I wanted to do it. Oh. I wanted to do it because I'm worth it, okay? Mm -hmm. When you buy an album from Tom Petty, you're not getting music. Mm. You're getting premium music. Okay. You're getting music on the level of the Xanadu soundtrack. And of Julia Childs. Or Julia Childs. Saying the word beef. Saying the word beef. Different over ways. and over again. Tender yeah. cut. <laughs> you're going to get nothing but hits. Nothing but the best. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that, like, I'm a guy for the people. But look, I sued Sam Smith. Fuck mm -hmm. that guy. Yeah. Big time. Guy. You sued he him stole, big time. He stole Stay With Me. And I said that we were fine, like, like out in public. But no, 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 no. We, we were not fine. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, and when I go out on tour, I go out to make the most amount of money. So that's why whenever you go see a Tom Petty concert, uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers brought to you by Budweiser, Tostitos. Lisa uh, Mattress, am I right? right? <laughs> Lisa Mattress. Adam and Casper Eve. Mattress. Uh, at Away Suitcases. Mm -hmm. uh, Stamps.com. Uh, Foursquare. Uh, four use square. promo code Beef. <laughs> beef. Yeah, use promo code <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it for was 10% off your first order. For 10%? Yeah. We can't get you anything free or really anything. Just ten percent. Just ten percent on backslash heartbreakers. Backslash heartbreakers. And th and that's how you got it. Code that's word you beef slash heartbreak. Backslash heartbreakers. We make it as hard as possible because yeah. if you want to reap the benefits, and the we reason why is because I, I'm worth it. Yes. That's from your cover girl. Um. <laughs> Ads, correct? Did, did, when yeah, you had yeah. the sponsorship with CoverGirl? You were the yeah. face of CoverGirl for a while. Easy breezy, CoverGirl! Oh, wow. I feel like an angel is yelling at me. It's just like, that's how beautiful that is. The cross know? angel. He's okay. a little bit cross. Angry yeah. angel. So, yeah, so you said you were... How would you feel of a tiny, like, like uh, not tiny, but like uh, a smaller statured five foot five It's always man about size with you. With, I don't understand. With swoopy, with swoopy California blonde hair mm -hmm. and like, and like big teeth and small eyes was like right in your face going, free! Mm. Like, how would you feel if that guy got in your oh, face? Oh, God, just like a complicated mix of, of terrified um, and, and horny, just like angry... <laughs> Scared and horny. I would That's say. you all over, isn't it, Jerry? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's my natural Jared. state. So I would. So I guess I wouldn't be phased then. If is uh, is what I'm saying. Um, so yes, but the Wikipedia said that you had a problem with this price change. So where does that where does that controversy come from then? If you were all for it? Oh, I just like to sound like I'm a man of the people. Oh, That's all. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. So it was more like one of those things where you'd like go on on TV and be like, Oh no, they're making me charge an extra dollar for the albums, guys. I'm so sorry, but I don't know what to do. No way, man. I hung and out with you have them. to use that voice. And of course. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, otherwise people won't they know They don't that understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so let's go back over to Julia Child for just a moment. So um, according to the Wikipedia, you had almost no experience with cooking while you were in, at this point in your life, you're in the army. Uh, you mm -hmm. are working for the uh, OSS and... Uh, they ask you to concoct a shark repellent. My favorite recipe is so shark repellent. So that you can sprinkle it near explosives and keep sharks from setting them off. You can sprinkle it, you can ladle it. It's really very versatile. Any way that you get it near the mm -hmm. explosives. So you worked at a would research... Would you like to hear the recipe? I would love to hear the recipe, but, but my first question is, you were a research assistant. You had no experience with marine life biology, chemical engineering, anything like that. Why did they ask you... To invent this shark repellent for them. It's a lovely story. Yes, please tell us, regale us. So we were at the holiday party. I'm and there. I'm there right now. <laughs> yes, you can hear um, faint Christmas music and the sound of tinsel mm -hmm. and blowing in an air conditioning breeze. And basically, we were playing um, a game of truth or dare. And I chose dare, mm -hmm. and they said, make a shark repellent. Make a shark repellent. That was your dare? Yes. It's so tame compared to the other games of truth or dare that I've heard of. Have you met a shark? I have not met a shark, no. They are certainly not 
tame. That's not that's not exactly what I meant by tame. I just meant it well, wasn't. Well, that's what I felt. Okay. All right. So then you 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 at this holiday party, you are tasked with this dare. You have to make a shark repellent now for the army. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's the? How do you go about doing? How do you invent a shark repellent, Julia Child? No experience with 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 cooking, with with chemical engineering, with sharks at all. To be fair, no one had experience with sharks. So we were all on the... You say, no one had experience No with one had seen one. No one in we the world. We only really had heard about them. Everybody in the world, nobody and had correct experience. And me, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> this is the way a shark looks. Okay. So, again, I just concocted the repellent. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a shark expert. Yes, that's been established. So they have um, uh, three legs. And... and um, You're right so far. Okay. Uh, three <laughs> legs. And um, sort of long mane. And a long mane, yeah. okay. Warm, warm. And they have gills on the underside where where one would have their spleen. Uh, God, that's so close Warmer. to being true. Mm, okay, I'll Warmer. keep going. Then it can only get better. Um, and then, uh, so they have a, the snout of a pig, mm, but yeah. the eyes of a hawk. Whoa, mm. interesting. All right, this is a nightmare creature. <laughs> and um, it's it's not so much a fur. It is like a, a matted down shag carpet. Hmm. Well, it would have to be because they're living in water, right? So that fur is not gonna only not gonna partially. Fresh, you know? my, oh, my, only partially. They. I, it's like they summer and they winter. You know. Oh, gotcha. My favorite part of Jaws is when those three feet of Jaws <laughs> in the water. It's horrifying. And then you see that shark's beautiful long mm-hmm. lush mane. Yeah, and the eagle eyes. And the eagle eyes, and it just chomps down on Quint. Wow. And right before. Um, you know, it, he he eats them. He waves his three little, three little three fingers. Little fingers. Yeah. Bye. They had three legs and three fingers on each leg. Mm. Sharks. Wait, did you say he says bye? Mm-hmm. He says bye. bye. The shark goes bye. Au revoir. Wow. So no one in the world had ever seen a shark. They had heard of them. And I'm a brave. Yes. But it's only hearsay gossip. Gossip. You know, I heard a shark looks like this. Mm-hmm. You know, my friend would say, oh, I heard it did this. Mm-hmm. And that, that was all that we knew. That was all we knew about sharks back then. So then you invent the shark repellents. What, how did you get started? What was your what was your thinking there? I woke up in a sweat. <laughs> and um, I turned to my husband, Paul, and I said, Paul. Oh, you guys are married at this point. Oh, yes. Okay. No. Uh, and I said, Paul, where is the chicken stock? And he said, under the cupboard where you keep the Kleenex. And so I said, okay. And so I run downstairs and I go under the Kleenex cupboard. We have a specific cupboard for Kleenex because the nose bleeds. I, this has been something my whole life. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I understand. With. I understand. And people, so I, people of a certain height, I think. It's just. Uh, well, I don't bleed. appreciate that. Oh, I apologize. But please continue with the story. You're really towing the line. Okay. <laughs> so then I take the chicken sock and I pour it in my mouth and I start to gurgle it. And I gurgle it for 20 minutes. And then I pour it in a Tupperware. I freeze that Tupperware. And I leave it there for a week. Then I take Drano. And I pour it on the Tupperware. Not in it. Not in the Tupperware. On, on the Tupperware. It. Okay. This is crucial. Bolded it. And then I, um, are you familiar with um, the sticking, uh, um, Emulsifying blender. Yes. So then yes. I, I took um, a larger Tupperware, put the Tupperware that was soaked in the Drano, ooh, mm-hmm. excuse me, and then um, filled the chicken stock, and then I emulsify it. All together, including All the plastic together. of the Tupperware. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very important. And then I baked that. And then you baked it. I baked it. And so then... And a Le Creuset. So then you, you, you put that on or near the explosives, you drizzle that near the explosives, and the, and the army is like, oh my God. And the that sharks works. was like, what that is works. this? Whoa. And they were like, oh, you know, and you could see them talking amongst themselves. So they were like literally repelled. They were there like, was recording were like, of them saying, what the fuck is this? Yes. What is this? And then they just didn't even want to be a part of it. And of course, you know, it was effective, but I was a little hurt by what they said. <laughs> I mean, you did your job, Julie Child. But when you make about. something, you want people to be pleased with it. You want them to like it. Yeah, I get you that. You want them to so say, that, oh, delicious. I understand. So that's why you put the chicken stock in it. I was hoping <laughs> I was hoping that they would say, you know, it's a, it's a rich flavor. 
at least, and then go to the negative? Sort of like a compliment mm -hmm. sandwich? Mm. Be like, this is delicious, but I understand that they're putting this here because they want us to go away. Maybe that was like your ideal situation. Well, they were just offended. Yeah, I see. That is a, I mean, it worked. And that's incredible that you were able to concoct that. Uh, Thank yeah. you. Um, now, Tom Petty, uh, traveling a little bit forward in time, I wanted to ask you about uh, the traveling Woolberries in uh, 1988. You joined a super group. It was you, George Harrison, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, Jeff Lynne of ELO. It's an incredible group of musicians. You always have to add Jeff Lynne of ELO. Just because it's not. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> not the biggest name. Maybe not. Smallest name in the group. Uh, you know, arguably. Arguably. Uh, ELO is great. I'm not, I'm not knocking ELO. And Obviously, Jeff and I were friends, but you always have to say Jeff Lynne of, of ELO. ELO. Yeah, you can't right. just say Jeff Lynne. Uh, I'm sure there's some some linheads out there. Uh, there's I'm some linheads. Yeah, linhead. You're linenite. Mm -hmm. They probably think it's redundant. You know, like if I was to say, <laughs> "Lin uh, for the win." Lin for the win. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I, I wanted to ask: Did everybody get along in the traveling Wilburys? Because you got a lot no. of big. Oh, no, no, they did not get no, along. No, it's a lot of big personalities. It's wow, a lot of, of big course. personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Feathers get ruffled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, um, George Harrison. Uh, notoriously, notoriously, uh, violent person. Ooh, really? Notoriously violent person. I heard the opposite, but I believe you. All the meditation stuff, all the meditation stuff. He had to do that because, like, hanging out with Ravi Shankar, all the meditation, all the you know, playing sitar, you know, going and hanging out. Uh, 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 I forget the name of the guy that the Beatles went and hung out in the sixties, mm. but you know. Uh, all, all that stuff was all to suppress the vast amount of Liverpudlian garbage and rage that lives inside of and George his Harrison. And hands were so big, like meat hooks. And so when he big, hit you... Big like meat hooks. The biggest thing. Yeah, Ju <laughs> Julia and George did not get along, and they would box often. Oh, really? They would I often. keep in shape. You guys were you guys were friends at this point, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, yeah. She toured around with us. She saw this. She yeah. saw all the ish. Julia's, going on. Julia's a Julia's a very very cool person, and so mm. she'd be around. But she and and George had no truck for each other, and Ooh. so they were constantly battling it out. Mm -hmm. And then of course Roy Orbison uh, was constantly drunk, constantly stoned, um, and always trying to get us into Amway, like super into <laughs> super into these like sort of pyramid pricing Wait, structures. Wait, Roy Orbison was trying to get you to do Amway. He was trying to sell you like yeah off brand products. Yeah, he would come up to me and he would go. I was all right for a while. I was fine for a while. But then I found them way. And we can all make money. It goes, it starts at the top <laughs> and then it flows down. Wow, that's a beautiful way of describing a pyramid scheme. That's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Roy Orbison had an incredible. Voice, yeah, he had right? another one that just he had another one that just went pyramid scheme. I want you in with me. He wasn't very pyramid shy scheme. about it. No, he wasn't at all. That was the weirdest thing. Didn't he also have that one that was like, "I'm so tired of not being in a pyramid scheme." <laughs> he did. I just have some stuff to sell to you and everybody. Won't you buy my Take stuff? Take a look at this catalog. <laughs> he wow. was so nice. That he is was, a, well. He was yeah. I'm glad at least he was nice, even though he was uh, constantly trying to get people into pyramid schemes. Um, yeah. yeah, George Harrison being George super Harrison, violent, super violent. Uh, I know Bob Dylan had a bit of an ego, so I'm assuming that he was uh, you know another caustic element in the Traveling Wilburys. Bob Dylan had an ego, and he always made us call him El Matador. El Matador. El Matador. I thought he was a little pussycat. I love Bob Dylan. Mm, oh, you yeah. guys got along mm, uh, swimmingly. Let's see, well, I I think the two of you got along very well as friends, and something that he would never say to you because because he respected your relationship with Paul. But sometimes, you know, he also was very fond of you and he thought the world of you. And uh, some of his, you know, some of his uh, best songs like Tangled Up in Blue. It was originally called Tangled Up in Boeuf. Ooh, Boeuf Blue. Beef. Boeuf Blue. Beef Cordon Bleu. I, th I think he tried to play it to you one time and then you you corrected his pronunciation rightly. You corrected him. And I think he thought like, he just got I'm so never going to be, I'm never going to be enough. For Julia. I'm, I'm never, never going to be, be enough for Julia. Enough. French for nine. I don't know. Sorry. That no. was... It's, it's a it's a neef. It's a, it's a neef. Yes. Uh, 
Now I, I, yeah. I hesitate to ask this because I'm Jeff so scared. Yellow, what was Jeff yeah? Lynn what Yellow? was what was he like in the group? Was Jeff Lynn was he also another caustic partner in uh, in Traveling Wilburys? Uh, no, because Jeff Lynn uh, was not there just as Jeff Lynn. He was he he brought the entirety of ELO with him. He brought ELO with him. That he makes can't sense. go anywhere without that makes the sense full electric light orchestra. How would you know who he was then? You know, like he shows up in the recording studio. Everyone's just like, who yeah. who the fuck Mr. is this Blue guy? Mr. Blue Sky, Mr. Blue Sky, you had to hide. And it's a giant production. You know, of course. It, the band is like 20 people and there's, you know, 15 different backup singers. But and... honestly, when you see him with ELO, it's so obvious who he is. It's like, oh, fuck, that's Jeff Lynne. That's oh, why shit. the hair looks like the way it does. Of the, course. The big, the big uh, afro hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. The um, big rose-colored glasses. Mm-hmm, doesn't yeah. matter if it's light outside. Doesn't matter. Because they're rose-colored. Uh, for those of you just joining us, you're listening to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are American singer-songwriter Tom Petty uh-huh. and 20th century chef, author, and television personality Julia Child. Bonjour! Uh, so I wanted to ask you about your husband, Paul, because uh, according to the Wikipedia, he's the one that introduced you to fine cuisine. I know that we've learned otherwise on the show that you had been uh, an apprentice, an assistant to this guy, Jim, whose last name I keep forgetting because it's almost impossible to say. Jim And so, but according to Wikipedia, it's your husband that first takes you to nice dinners and sort of like opens up the world for you. Uh, do you remember like the first couple of times that uh, Paul had like taking you out to a nice meal or like the experience, like what you ate and and how he? How Absolutely, you... oh, yeah, it please, was a world it. of change for mm. me. There was silverware. There was silverware. people were actually eating. There was food. Yes, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and... just to clear, just to, just to remind everybody who's maybe just. Uh, forgot that we talked about this earlier. Julia's family just joining us right now. did not eat food ever because they were terrified of going to the bathroom. So you're saying Thank this you for is summing that up. such a new experience to be around people that are actually eating the food instead of just uh, not eating the food. And we had filet of sole mm. swimming in butter. Wow. And I almost ate the bone, but he said, no, 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 Julia, spit that out. Oh, okay. You got to be with somebody who knows and what you're supposed to I eat, was you know? um, territorial because, you know, I didn't get a lot of food, so he tried pulling it out of my mouth and I <laughs> started barking at him because I, I just, I, I wanted my food. Okay, and so he, but he eventually managed to get the fish. He bone got up on the table and mouth. planted his feet on the edge of it to get some, some force. Okay, to pull I'm... it out of my mouth. Eventually, he got it out of my mouth. And Julia mm-hmm. Child, you were barking. You were <laughs> yes. In res- you were in a restaurant. And you were barking. Yes, I was in a a, a bistro. Mm. That's an image that's going to be with me for a long wow. time. And so man, that that you uh. It, refusing to give up a fish bone that was lodged in your mouth, barking at your husband who is on a table. And it's really hard to keep trying... something in your mouth while barking. That's true. That's true. To keep it in your mouth while barking. Um, and that is what started your love affair with French cuisine. Absolutely. Was, was that moment. I could just hear the, the, the wedding bells ringing, not only for me and Paul, but for me and that and food. food. And French Butter. food. Butter. Mm, yes. Mm. Uh, so you studied then at the uh, famous Cordon Bleu cooking school Blue. in France. <laughs> Bleu, yes. Cordon Bleu cooking school in France. Was it difficult being an American in that environment? Or were there a lot of American chefs there? Uh, were you like the only person there who um, who was not like a native of France? Well, there was one American pretending to be French and I could smell it a mile away. Ooh, okay. And I kept on trying to goad him into to giving it up that he was American too, because I was lonely. How did you try to? You were lonely, even though you were there. Did you have a hard Bob? time convincing him that you are also American because of your because of your accent and the words I said, that you use? I, I let me uh, say the pledge of allegiance, and he said, "Stop, stop, let I'm, me go, I'm stop French shaking French. me." How did you try to convince him? How did you try to trick him into revealing that he was American, Julia Child? I'd, I'd start to do things like. Like talk about um, talk about wrestling because I was really into wrestling. Okay, which is, in my opinion, the most American thing you can do. Everybody knows Americans are. It is impossible. Macho Man Randy Savage. It is impossible for Americans not to talk about football with other Americans. Absolutely. So, yeah, and so what? So then, did, did he give up the goat? Did you eventually? Did you eventually catch him in this ruse? No, we um, 
we ended things unfortunately where I I got upset. We were making uh, Crepe Suzette mm-hmm. um, as our final um, uh, project in the Cordon Blue, and I took him by the shoulders and I started shaking him, just saying, I'm proud to be an American because at least I know I'm free. And he began to cry. Oh, wow. And he began to cry. Man yes. <laughs> yes. So he, he started crying, and then was that the end? He didn't. He never spoke after that. He never spoke after that. You know, maybe he was French. Maybe he's just really a French person. I don't think that's an option. I've done a lot of legwork. That is still. I was there. Still TBD. What is going on over here, John Betty? I'm just curious. I think he's asleep. Yeah, could you... Let me gently rouse him. Yeah, rouse Tom Petty for us for a moment. <laughs> no! 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 Oh, my God. No! Are you Shaking. Okay? Tom Petty, do you not like getting woken up? Is no. That... Oh, God, was I asleep? Yeah. To I'm be sorry. honest, I should know from the touring days. Um... Yeah, famously narcoleptic Tom Petty. Is it all right if I smoke in here? Of course. Um, you know, we Is it are... all right if I smoke a meat? <laughs> yes, of course. You know, you brought that whole smoker in here. Mm, and yeah. And that uh, and that flank steak, I would be I would, I would be remiss if I didn't let you cook something while you were here. Thank you. Uh, let's move over to Tom Petty. We're running out of time, um, but I wanted to ask you about later in life, Tom Petty. Uh, 2005, you hosted a show. If you, if you could camel if you could tone down you the the, fo- the the foley art, uh, Tom Petty, I would really appreciate I'm that. Smoking a cigarette. Uh, so in 2005, you hosted Step a show out. on uh, Satellite XM Radio. Called Buried Treasure. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about that show, Buried Treasure? Like, what what exactly were you doing on Sirius XM Radio on your show, Buried Treasure? Oh, man. I was out there and I was talking about all the Buried Treasure songs that I have recorded that I will not release to the public. That you buried. That I buried. So... You wrote songs about buried treasure that no, no, no. you then buried? No, the songs are buried treasure. Oh. And then I'm describing how great they sound to the audience, you the serious XM audience. No, no, no. 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 You, just, you just hear me talk about it. And, I, and I'll say like, so here, I'm playing on a, on a Rickenbacker guitar. These are Ernie Ball strings, uh, size 9 gauge. And the opening riff sort of sounds like a little surf thing. Like... So this whole show is just you describing songs that you recorded and then buried. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll say, and then Howie comes in on the bass. So here's my question, because that sounds like an incredible show. Like, I would definitely listen to Tom Petty just describing songs that... You recorded, then nobody will ever get to hear because they're buried somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, were you ever worried that somebody would take the descriptions and actually like record, re-record the songs so that they could like hear what what you had buried? Well, that's what happened with uh, with Sam Smith. He stole uh, my song mm. and then turned it into "Stay that, With Me." T- turned it into "Stay With Me." And so I just had to release my song. Oh, I see. Yeah, I had to release Won't Back Down. Yeah. So that's what happened with that. But I remember this court case where they talked about how that you had this unreleased song called Won't Back Down mm-hmm. uh, that they had that you, that you then had to release because of uh, Sam Smith really uh, recording and releasing Stay With Me. I described American Girl and then the Strokes... The Strokes stole that for oh the opening God. riff of Last Night. Oh, thank God. So, that Because that's one of my favorite Tom Petty songs. It's so Last bad. Night by yeah. The Strokes. No, no, no. American that's Girl, my obviously. favorite Tom Petty song. Yeah. Last Night. Last Night. He said... Uh, she, it's the version oh your parents Oh, baby, like. I feel so that's we great. To, yeah. We've got to wrap things up, uh, unfortunately. My last question I wanted to ask you about your XM. She was! <laughs> if you, I wanted to ask you about your show, Buried Treasure. Did you ever think about leaving clues? For people, so that they could maybe look and find these these records that you had done, where I buried them. Yeah, well, the uh, the the clues were in the description, so I say like it starts off with a little surf rock tune. Right away, you know, right there, you got to go to California. It's a coastal town, California. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and then Howie comes in. Now Howie uh, had a place up in Santa Cruz. Oh, so you know that it maybe it's near Howie's place. Interesting. So I'm just I'm giving you I'm giving you directions on how to get there, guys. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have. For this week's episode, I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Julie Child and Tom Petty, for joining me in the studio today. Uh, final question. Do either of you have any 
uh, like Twitter accounts or comedians that you're really big fans of? Any shows you want to tell people about? Uh, Tom Petty, anything? Well, if you enjoy improvisation, uh, there is a show that happens once a month over at Caveat called X Plus One. It is an improvised sci-fi 1940s radio show, and it's a whole bunch of fun. And there will also be a show in the new year called In the Zone, which is a sort of Twilight Zone uh, influenced sketch comedy show all about what's going on now, but with a sort of Twilight zone vibe to it that uh, a director named Austin Sanders will be uh, directing. Yeah, check that out. And uh, mm-hmm. Julie Child, anything you want to tell people about? Hmm, I've... Um... A couple things. First, the organization Story Pirates. Go check those guys out. Unrelated to Tom's buried treasure album. Mm. Completely different. Not like that, yes. Uh, Story Pirates! And uh, anything else, Julia? Also, two Instagram accounts. One, Weird Wellness. It's an Instagram account of uh, a comedian named Mia Bloomfield. She's not so much a comedian as she is an odd person. Okay. And uh, the other one is Edible Freaks. Edible Freaks, a cake maker. Very, very cool cakes. Usually serial killers' faces. Oh, that sounds great. It's good. It's delicious. Go check those wow, things that out. that lives up. That lives up. Uh, go check out those things. My name is Jared Berenstein. You can get all my stuff at jaredberenstein.com. Find my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. Can I plug the book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique? Tom Petty Te- is a big Can fan. Can I also plug Julia the Child. book? All the, for my, both of my guests are big fans of my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. Uh, hit us up he at Famous. He was! Have us, have us up. Hit us up at Famous Dead People at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. An American boy.